0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it. And healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, Renita. We're so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm so good. And thank you so much for inviting me. I'm
2: super excited to be here with you.
1: Yes, absolutely. Can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So I'm Renita Alexander, the Leadership Locksmith. I am the founder and president of Leadership Unlocked, which is a full-service coaching and development leadership development company. I help emerging leaders unlock their potential to lead uh, to lead powerfully and authentically wherever they show up. So that's kind of what I do. I've been doing that for a few years now, uh, taking all the things I learned over a twenty, uh, almost twenty-seven-year Air Force career and sharing it with uh, all those folks that I come in contact with.
1: Well, we need your services now because leadership is so essential to many workplaces and work environments, especially being in the middle of this pandemic. So we need that key to unlock
2: some leadership. (laughs) It's all about leadership.
1: Yes, absolutely. And what got you into wanting to develop leaders? How did you get into this work?
2: Well, you know, again, I think it's a carryover from my military experience. Uh, again, I spent a lot of time. Obviously, as a mentor, um, as a a leader at various levels in the Air Force. Uh, Of course, you're always mentoring when you're doing that. But I actually spent some time as an instructor at Officer Training School, which at the time was in Texas. It's now at Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama. And then also after that experience, um, also in Texas, I was a deputy commander for one of the basic military training squadrons. So I had some real, you know, Instructor, I'm in front of people telling them, you know, sharing some uh, Air Force Force culture uh, with the leaders, you know, uh, uh, talking about military management, talking about uh, leadership. And then, of course, when I retired, um, I got out here and I discovered there's a lot of people that, you know, are in leadership positions that don't have a clue about leadership. But, you know, I believe that everybody can be a better leader. And the key to that, of course, first is leading yourself. Uh, so uh, all of the training programs, I do kind of start with that as the foundation, leading yourself first before we get into uh, any other leadership principles or concepts. We always start with the self. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and to your point, leaders are are necessary right now. And we're seeing, you know, people come to the forefront, we're seeing women, Uh, so many women come to the forefront and, you know, uh, take on leadership responsibilities and roles. And I think that's absolutely necessary. So it's it makes me happy to see that.
1: Amazing. I think John Maxwell said you have to lead yourself before you can lead others.
2: Absolutely. John Maxwell is one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. Leading yourself is foundational. If you can't lead yourself, how do you effectively lead a team?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And being in this pandemic, you know, it's been about a little over two years. What are some things you're seeing that leaders kind of need or where are the gaps? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like when we're in transition or we're in crisis, Mm -hmm. we're able to really see those cracks. So Mm -hmm. what are you seeing in the field now with leaders?
2: Um, a lack of agility. And unfortunately, we're seeing that with the great resignation, uh, this this new thing of you know, I'm quitting, quiet quitting. Um unfortunately, I what I'm seeing is that a lot of um, executive leaders aren't listening to the workforce, and the workforce is saying we need some balance. You know we need some flexibility, and that's not necessarily happening. They want, you know, they want to see people in the office, and I, I continue to hear this idea that you know, well, people don't want to work. Well, people just don't want to work for you. So you know, it's not it's not that they don't want to work, but you know, you're obviously not enticing um, the the workforce by whatever it is you're offering and then and then sometimes you know there is the brand that doesn't match the culture so I was working with a, with a group and they did their own excellent case study. You know, they came in with the idea that they were not, they were having problems at one of their locations and, you know, well, we can't, we can't get people in, we can't get people in. Well, they were getting people in the door, but they weren't keeping them. They weren't retaining them. And, and they, they, they discovered as, Oh, it's us. It's us. We're not, you know, we're not actually, our culture doesn't match what, what, who we say we are. And so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Um, You know, I'm there, there's so much of the workforce, I know we're going to talk about this, that, um, that has responsibilities outside of work. And, you know, they don't even know that, and a lot of employees don't. Employers don't even, you know, track those caregiver caregiver numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So they're not putting policies in place, and that's you know, U.S. wide, uh, from a government perspective. But you know, not putting policies in place so people can do all the things that they have to do, but uh, it's it's needed and it's necessary. And um, the people that um, that aren't getting what they want are walking with their feet. So.
1: You mentioned something so key about culture because since the pandemic hit, a lot of organizations and companies have, you know, changed their vision, changed their mission, added pillars, you know, regarding, you know, what they do internally. Mm-hmm. However, they don't exemplify that. Right. So they, they don't exemplify the care for the employee, care mm-hmm. for your, mm-hmm. your wellness, your stress mm-hmm. management, you know, so it's kind of like lip service. So yeah, people are leaving because there are so many choices out there.
2: There's so many choices. Um, and, and unfortunately, then it, it gets worse because, you know, when you're not able to retain uh, experienced workers, then the people that don't leave uh, are even, you know, under more stress. So it's, you know, it, it's, I, I don't understand why, uh, because the information has been out there for years. You know, we've been talking about, uh, for instance, emotional intelligence. That book was written in 1995, and, you know, uh, Daniel Goldman pretty clearly said that uh, what people, what leaders uh, that are successful have is emotional intelligence. And that's all that, you know, awareness and uh, empathy and, you know, being able to understand what people are saying when they say it, or even when they're, when they don't say it, but we still continue to promote, hire and promote people based on maybe numbers, based on skill sets that can be measured. Um, And we call those things that, you know, are, are maybe not as easily measured. We call them soft skills, where they're human skills and they're leadership skills. And they're very necessary, especially in this very chaotic time you know, to to uh, to retain to retain employees, and the employees, and it's not just the you know the the Gen X or Gen uh, Z that are demanding you know this caring and compassion. It's people who've had an opportunity to reflect over the last couple of years, and I'm sure you talk about this and, you know, have have come to the conclusion that, hmm, I need more out of life than what this is offering me, right? And so, and if I'm going to be here, then it's got to feel good, right? And, it's you know, pay is a part of that, but not the biggest part. It's like, you know, I don't want to spend X number of hours of my day in this toxic environment. It's just not worth my mental health. And so people are, again, you know, taking action based on on those kind of feelings. I hope that answered your question.
1: No, it definitely answers my question. You brought up, you know, my topic of emotional intelligence.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Self-awareness is so important as Mm -hmm. a leader. Mm -hmm. And I think many times we're just so busy, we don't slow down to even give ourselves the time or space to become Mm -hmm. self-aware, to see what we're feeling. Are we aligned with purpose? Are we doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned, um, you know, Connecting with your employees is what I interpret it as. You have Mm -hmm. to really connect in order to effectively communicate with someone to understand what is going on at home, Mm -hmm. what other stressors can be impacting, Mm -hmm. you know, their performance at work. Absolutely. a lot of leaders don't take the time to do that, but I think it really starts with self. If, you know, you yourself are not grounded or you yourself, Mm. you know, you're burned out, how do you effectively lead? So what do you tell leaders? Because I'm sure many leaders are burned out. And, you know, our audience here, we have healthcare care um, leaders who may be listening in. What do you tell leaders who may feel burned out or stressed or, you know, but they're still showing up trying to lead?
2: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you said a couple of things that, you know, self-awareness is a strategic advantage. Um, and so uh, that awareness includes being connected to your yourself, you know, who you are and being curious when you are not showing up in the way that you want to. So what's going on? What is going on? And, uh, you know, I always say that, you know, especially, Uh, women, but I mean, this can, this can impact, you know, anybody, this idea of taking care of yourself being selfish. Well, it's not selfish. It is self-care. And if we're not taking care of ourselves then we can't be everything that we are called to be. And so it is important to incorporate this idea of balance. Uh, Or actually, I don't call it balance. I call it integration, because to your point, we don't leave the aspects, all the aspects of who we are. We don't leave any roles at home uh, when we show up to work. Everything that we're dealing with, all the roles that we play, all of our experiences come with us. We don't stop being who we are. and so. You know, we had this idea, you know, that we've got to be all these things. Well, do we? You no, know, do we? You know, <laughs> we don't, right? And sometimes I think also leaders, um, you know, take on responsibilities that could be, you know, delegated, right? You know, one of the things, one of this, this, this concept that I first heard when I was in the military, and I was like, well, what does that mean? And it was like, you know, do only what you can do only. I was like, huh, right? I, I didn't understand it initially, but it's about there are certain things that the only the leader can do. And so can you focus on those things? And then other things that others can do, let those, let those people that can do the other things do those things. And, you know, it will be fine. It will be fine. <laughs> will be fine. Uh, so, and then the other piece is, you know, there is... There is, um, there's responsibilities, you know, I talked about, you know, the, the lack of policies and and whatever in place. Well, you know, those, those policies for I use one example is caregivers, caregivers, well, you know, a lot of leaders have that have that responsibility also, but even if they don't, a lot of their workers do. Right. And so but, you know, I think the leader that does have that caregiving responsibility is going to be a little bit more sensitive to the 73 percent of the workforce that also has caregiving responsibilities. And then perhaps make sure that that company uh, or that hospital or whatever that is takes, you know, steps to make sure that there's policies in place. Now, let's you know, let's not even talk about nationwide. Unlike a lot of European countries, you know, the United States, in fact, the United States, and I'm sure you know this, is last among Western civilized countries when it comes to uh, having policies in place for mothers and families. Uh, But that doesn't mean that, you know, the, the workplace can't incorporate some policies. And so You know, as the leader, making sure that you know the policy. If it's impacting you, you know, well, making sure that the policies that are that are impacting you are, you know, that you understand are impacting your workforce. There are policies put in place so that there's uh, a less of an impact when it comes to being able to play all of the roles that that you need to play. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think the self care piece. You know, whatever um, you know, whatever that looks like. You know, being curious. Uh, making sure that you know when you are when you discover some things that that aren't in place or that are you know if you're mo- if you're feeling emotional about something or if your body's feeling uncomfortable it's your it's you know it's your body or your emotions telling you something about what you're experiencing so pay attention you know if your child was crying or uncomfortable you know you would take care of it well the same thing you have to do that for yourself uh, and then you know once you are aware turn that you know awareness into action. And then you know again it's okay to say as a leader it's okay to have boundaries it's okay to be able to say no it's okay to uh you know have time where you're not immediately accessible um I know I that that's the only way I got through uh the latter part of my military career is you know having time set aside for me planning my schedule and I talk about that a lot when I talk about this topic is having a plan right you know understanding you talked about being in alignment with purpose so understanding you know your 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 what your why You know, your who is all the roles that you play includes all the roles that you play, but also includes, you know, your personality and, you know, your your strengths, your skills and making sure that however you are showing up for work incorporates all of those things. And then, you know, planning accordingly. We really have more control than we think we do you know even in a setting where um it feels like maybe you you cannot set your agenda well you know especially leaders you know may have a little bit more control than than they they, they believe they do and so you know being intentional about setting up your life uh, your day your week your month your life for for uh, uh for the things that you want to prioritize is is really important and then understanding that and i know this is in this is you know in in the medical field i know with with the pandemic i know that has probably felt like you did not have um, choices you know you you had to be there and and, and i know uh, that a lot of people have experienced you know burnout as a result of that but you know when you see that coming again you got to be proactive uh you know you i'm sure, Any medical uh, unit would prefer that, you know, people take some time when they feel themselves getting close to burnout uh, to to take care of themselves versus having something happen physically uh, or or mentally or emotionally. And then, you know, you don't have a choice. You're in the emergency room. Like I found myself at Northwestern, you know, I'm in the emergency room all night. you don't want to experience that. you know, you don't want to uh, get to that point where your body is like, "Okay, I'm out." Deuces.
1: <laughs> yes, Yes. So what I heard you say in there, too, you know, and I lead, said a lot. <laughs> no, no, that, that's that that's good. It was all good, good nuggets. As leaders, you know, really, authenticity is what came to mind for me. So taking off your mask and allowing your employees to know that you are human. You are human, just like them. You may have caregiver responsibilities. You may have stressors at home. Um, you don't always have to put on the mask where you're the leader. Can you talk about, because I think it's important to talk about different leadership styles. I did an episode a few weeks ago on uh, leadership agility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's talking about the different leadership styles and when you have to shift and understanding when you have to shift. But that makes me just think of authenticity and taking off your mask and, you know, knowing when you have to be authoritative, right? Mm -hmm. Or when when you have to be, you know, all these, a servant leader. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Can can you talk to us a little bit about um, some leadership styles, the ones that really Mm -hmm. work, the ones Mm -hmm. that may not, when do you need to shift? What Mm -hmm. situations?
2: Well, you know, uh, authenticity is, you know, one of those things I talk about a lot. And, you know, we get stuck on, you know, we come into a space, we haven't had leadership training, we don't know what our personal strengths and skills, you know, we don't know our personality. And so we see, you know, somebody behaving away, and we think that's leadership. Or, you know, we haven't learned how to process our emotions. And so we think That, uh, you know, in the in the case of uh, not all men, but, you know, that we have to repress. You know, we haven't socialized men to to allow we haven't allowed them to to access those very human emotions. Right. And so and then in the case of women, we we know we, we we encourage them to express. But again, not process. Right. So all of these things impact how we show up in what we call authentic uh you know being authentic. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you're authentic uh you know, you have being authentic, you know, you maybe you kind of gossip, you know, maybe you're not a good leader <laughs> after all, you know, so so I always say It is showing up with the full understanding and knowledge of all of those things that I just talked about. So strengths, skills, values, you know, all of those things, personality traits with the intention of being the best version of yourself wherever you show up. So in any group setting, be it, you know, your family, be it Uh, whatever, but especially at work, what is your intention to be the best, right? To be the best version of yourself. Imagine if everybody showed up that way, the best version of themselves with the goal, with the goal, you know, they may have their own objectives, but with the goal to meet the the team objectives, whatever they are. So, you know, the best version of yourself, you know, first of all, uh, you know, uh, speaks to understanding you, but also understanding your team, you know, and understanding when, you know, when, when you come into a team, for instance, that, you know, has a lot of experience, right? Your, your style may be more of a coaching style, right? Again, within your personality, because we, you know, Agility is being able to kind of, you know, roll with whatever the situation is, but that also takes a little leadership experience, right? So as you know, you're coming into leadership, you may need to kind of exercise those roles. Some, uh, a, a team that, you know, was maybe with less experience are in a really crisis situation. So a lot of times people think of the military as being very, you know, authoritarian or author, uh, author you know, the way I'm trying to say, thought. Author- <laughs> I can't get it out, right? Authoritative. (laughs) Yeah, authoritative. (laughs) And sometimes that's necessary. Right. You know, in a, in a situation where, you know, you're blocking out orders, there's a crisis, you know, it's like, but what makes those orders obeyed, what makes sure that those orders are obeyed is the relationships that you have built prior to that. Right. Because back in the day during Vietnam, there was a lot of fratricide, you know, officers got killed because they did not know how to establish and build those relationships with the people that they were privileged to lead. Leadership is all about influence. Leadership, you can't have influence influence outside of relationships. So those relationships have to happen. Uh, you know, and and one of the ways that those can happen is when you bring your authentic self to the workspace and people see that. And then they can relate to you. And that helps. That's going to help build some trust. Right. Uh, from trust, people are going to show up the way that they need to show up. There may be a little conflict. That's OK. We not, don't all think the same. You know, sometimes we're going to disagree. That's why you have a team. So you have different, you know, viewpoints. Right. If everybody, you know, Ben Franklin, uh, I think this is a the quote from Ben Franklin is if everybody is thinking alike, nobody's thinking so. We don't want people in lockstep. We want differing perspectives. We want different uh, expertise and different experience on our team so that everybody brings all of that uh, to the forefront. And then that effective leader is going to be able to listen to everybody's input and then make a decision if he or she is the decision-making person. If if they're the decision-maker, then they will make the decision. And at the end of the day, most people really just want to be heard they just want to know that their experience their expertise was you know taken in was heard it was considered and then the decision maker made the decision and it may not be the course of action that that person recommended, but, you know, in that that recommendation may influence that course of action. So, again, knowing yourself. Uh, and the other piece I just want to add to this, I always say this, you know, leadership is personal. How we lead is personal. How we respond to leaders also is personal right? So you know the uh, a leader who may be effective that you may consider effective may not be somebody that I consider effective because of the values that I have or what I think is important um, you know in leadership. and that's okay too. Um, you know everybody's not going to respond to leadership uh, your leadership style the same way. And uh, you know it's important to to maybe understand that, but also, you know, understand that, again, we are looking at at everything through our own filters, you know, our own experiences, our own, you know, expertise, and so, you know, not getting too, uh, too uh, dis- rattled by that, you know, somebody does not respond to your leadership, you know, the way that you would think, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's, again, you know, I mentioned coaching style, uh, authoritative style. Um, There is kind of the, you know, uh, laissez-faire, I think it's called, you know, just kind of, you know, let, you know, let people be. Again, that, you know, that would be an experienced team. If you don't have an experienced team, then that would be disastrous uh, for, you know, the team that you lead. So again, knowing yourself, knowing the people that you are privileged to lead and then choosing the style that's in alignment with your personality, uh and the needs of the team because if you're if you're if you're following somebody else's blueprint that is going to come up at, uh, off as inauthentic and then you know people are going to be you know kind of looking at you sideways right?
1: yes yes no that's really good and i would just add people want to be seen and heard they want to know that you see them they mm-hmm. exist and that you hear them Mm -hmm. so listening is so important to leadership
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: kind of on that note can you talk a little bit about the importance of leaders having mentors
2: oh yes that is uh that is an important part of um, of leadership development is having people that can help you uh see perhaps blind spots. Now, I, I when I when you say mentors, I I like mentors with kind of a coaching uh understanding of coaching because a lot of times mentors is like, you know, this is how you do it, right? And and, and this is how I did it and follow my, you know, follow my foot's uh footprints. Uh but not necessarily that particular mentor style, you know, might not necessarily work for you. And so uh, finding somebody that is willing to uh, be a sounding board um, to, you know, help you reach some conclusions that, um, that, that kind of mentoring is, you know, what I think it's important. And um, you don't have to figure it out, you know, by yourself, you know, so you don't have to, sometimes it helps to have another perspective uh, on what it is that you are trying to accomplish. And so that's what that, that's what that Mentor uh, can provide is a perspective. Uh, That mentor, you know, who has, uh, who is positioned to be a sponsor, can help you uh, achieve maybe, you know, whatever goals you're trying to achieve from a work perspective. So, uh, but yeah, that uh, mentorship. Uh, at every level. And, you know, there's people that, you know, have, have, uh, you know, I've mentored for a while. And then, you know, sometimes you, you know, mentors come into your life for a season. Uh, you can find that person that's willing to invest in, um, in you but you you have to be good i mean you have to be willing to work you have to be willing to listen uh to what they're offering and to work hard uh when people see that you know because we all want to share what we know that's you know that's why i'm coaching right i just want to share something. <laughs> She has the things that I've learned on this journey. And so, um, you know, when we're open to, you know, at least hearing, you know, we don't have to follow everything, but it's at least hearing that perspective. Cause as you said, everybody wants to be, you know, heard and, uh, and seen. And so, you know, when we offer that, when mentors offer that, you have to be willing to, um, to listen and then take the initiative. I always tell, you know, the mentees, um, a mentee uh, somebody in that position to you know take the initiative find people that uh you uh you you uh admire you know maybe within your career or maybe even outside of your career uh that you admire for whatever reason and then you know ask them to mentor you and and be willing to be flexible you know often these are busy people so be willing to uh be flexible uh with their schedule and be persistent and then also you know the the mentor Relationship, mentor, mentor, rela- mentor, mentoring relationship. There, there has to be some reciprocity in there also. And so, what also often happens, and the mentor, by the way, doesn't have to be somebody younger or older. You know, I've had people that mentor me that are younger. So, uh, but there's a give and take. You know, I'm learning some things from these people. They have a different perspective than I do. So, the reciprocity is an important uh, part of that uh, relationship. That mentor relationship but uh, but yeah get a mentor I, our, our coach coach works too
1: <laughs> uh, definitely definitely and how do you work with leaders do you do coaching do you have a program if someone wanted to get in contact with yes. You,
2: uh, <laughs> yes tell us a little no, bit about that so, uh, Renita Alexander, uh, The my website is leadershipunlocked.com. So, you can find me there. Uh, I'm on social media at LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook, Leadership Unlocked and Renita D. Alexander. Uh, so, yes, uh, I work with um, leaders in a couple of different ways. So, I work with teams. Uh, I have a couple of programs that are focused on existing teams. So, for instance, um, uh, a new client I'm really excited about is, uh, is PepsiCo. Uh, and so I'm going to be working. Uh, well, actually with them. And I'm going, I'm, ho- I hope to get some team business, uh, but um, I've worked uh, with a, with a company here locally. It's an international company that's located here in the Chicago land area. So they kind of pick the, the team. So I do that kind of coaching. And then I also do uh, people who have decided, Hey, I want to grow my leadership as an individual. Maybe they have a stipend from their company company. Um, and then in a group setting, I provide leadership coaching that way. And so that's my leadership chromosome program. Again, you can uh, you can get all of this is on my website, uh, leadershipunlock.com. I'm on social media, again, at Renita Alexander, our leadership unlocked. And I, I know, um, I don't know if you share the media information. Um, you know, when, Wendy has that. Wendy has uh, my media bio. So all of the contact information is there also.
1: And you also do a Sunday show. Can you tell us a little bit oh, that's about a good show that yes. one-
2: <laughs> Set It Up Sunday. So it's my, the, Set It Up Sunday is sort of a carryover of when I was sort of, you know, balancing, integrating all roles of my life. Uh, initially, you know, as a wife, I am divorced. Uh, as a, a mother, then a single parent, uh, working full time as an Air Force officer. And as I, you know, went through the ranks, I had to learn how do I integrate all of the pieces of my life so that I am prioritizing when I need to pro or what I need to prioritize. And that's really what I talk about uh, every Sunday at seven thirty Central Standard time uh, for Set It Up Sunday. It's all about, you know, figuring out the priorities for your life. And so there's a little bit of the, you know, planning piece. I do talk about that every now and then. But I, I spent a lot of time talking about, you know, sort of mindset and ways of being. So I have talked about work-life balance. I have talked about self-care. You know, all of those things are important to Making sure that whatever you're scheduling for yourself is thats is that you're prioritizing the things that are important to you uh, so that you can be, you know, present to your life, you know, present to all aspects of your life. So, yeah, every Sunday uh, I'm live for about 15 minutes, only about 15 minutes. Uh, and I'm on, uh, I'm on all those, the, the three channels that I mentioned. So Facebook, uh, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And uh, I talk about a topic of uh, this week is going to be about presence, uh, executive presence. So how do we show up in the fullness of who we are uh, at uh, wherever we show up? So that's going to be the topic on this Sunday, uh, 730.
1: Awesome. So before we wrap up, can I do a quick rapid fire before we get out of here? Ooh, okay. About you, give it to me. <laughs> awesome. So just finish the sentence or answer the question with the first okay. thing that comes to your mind. Wellness means peace. I know I'm stressed when when I'm not sleeping. My go-to stress management
2: solution is walking along the lake.
1: What are three characteristics of a good leader?
2: Um, authenticity, agility, um, and energy.
1: What was the last
2: leadership book you read
1: and recommend?
2: Uh, well, I don't know if you would call it a leadership book. I'm right now reading Homecoming, uh, and it's about coming to yourself. So again, it, it is leader leadership in that is leading yourself. So I'm in the process of reading that right now. Uh, I'm always reading something. There, look, I have got John Maxwell right here. Leadership <laughs> 101, right? My favorite book is Primal Leadership. Uh, it was uh, co-written with Daniel Goldman with two other offer, authors. That's the one I recommend um, to any new leader. And it it is about all the things that we've been talking about, which is kind of understanding who you are uh, at your core and then showing up and creating resonance wherever you go, because that is how people get to show up uh, in, in all that they are. So that's one I recommend quite a bit.
1: Awesome. What would you tell a leader who's thinking about stepping down, but doesn't know the first step to take?
2: About stepping down from a leadership? Stepping
1: down from their leadership position.
2: Um... Well, I would say, and and prepping, just you know, prepping the company, make sure that there's a successor. Yeah, just
1: needing a break, I think many times. Oh, needing a break. Okay, gotcha. There's so much going on that leaders, you know, are mm-hmm. seen on a pedestal; that they have it all together, that they're authoritative, mm-hmm. but really struggling inside. You know, so leaders who are just thinking about like this is not for me right now, right? So maybe um, to step down or going to another position, not a leadership position. What would be your advice to that person? Hmm.
0: Um,
2: I don't know if 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 the company, if they're not, wor- if they're working not working for themselves, uh, maybe a sabbatical. I know a lot of people who have been able to negotiate that uh, and if they value this person as a leader, they may be willing to do that. If there are ways, you know, we talked about at the right, right, very beginning, doing only what you can do only. Um, if there are ways to sort of step back and delegate some things, you know, that's that's perfectly okay. Uh, so, you know, I would explore some other options perhaps prior to, uh, to stepping down. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you, Wendy. You know, we all... Here's one of the things that I learned, and I enjoyed my time in the military, uh, 26 years, eight months, and some days. But one of the things I know for sure is that once I left, somebody took my place. Somebody stepped right in and, and nothing stopped. The mission continued. So, you know. I think it's important to do what's best for us. Listen to our bodies, listen to what, um, you know, what, what, uh, what are, what we're telling ourselves or how, what, how we're responding to our environment. And if, and if it's too much, then, you know, do what you need to do.
1: It's okay. Um, It's okay to quit. Absolutely. One thing we didn't talk about, and I'll ask the question here just for you to expand on it, but leaders and health
2: hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What's the correlation there between leaders living a healthy, living well? How does that correlate to leadership?
2: You cannot um, lead yourself or others if you're not healthy. Um, you know, we talked about that leader leadership being personal. So I, you know, am very um, well, most of the time. Most of the time, I'm very uh, adamant about my health. When I see that person who's not as disciplined, that says something to me. You know, as as a leader, I'm looking at you. You're asking me to do things. I don't see you doing these things for yourself, right? So you're sending a message when you're not taking care of yourself. Now, some people, for some people, it may not be an issue, but for others, it may be an issue. Um, so, yeah, So from a from and always to be healthy. So be it your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health or your social health. All of those things are important. And but we're all, you know, you, not everything's going to be at the same place at the same time. Uh, you know, that's that whole balance myth. Because, you know, but but, you know, understand that there are certain things that you just you need to do to maintain, you know, at, at a bare minimum. So I work out every day. Right. Even if it's just today, I walked, you know, along the lake and I did some, you know, I had a band with me. So I did a little bit. I work out every day. I start my day out with, you know, either I'm, you know, I'm I'm in prayer, reading a Bible verse or, or I'm meditating or maybe just reading. Or maybe today I was listening to, you know, the audio version of the book that I mentioned. So, you know, but I know that I need that to, you know, be able to be balanced during the day. And so I can encounter when I encounter things, because we are going to, then I can be okay with it now. And I, and and I know I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, My daughter's an adult. I I'm not a caregiver for anybody. I'm taking care of me. So but I had a season in life where I had those other responsibilities, but I still, you know, am, uh, I thought it was important to carve out that time to do that. You know, I would take 30 minutes to work out after work sometimes if I couldn't get around uh, through to it through, throughout the day. And I would tell people, I'm doing this so that I don't go home and I'm not taking the day out on my daughter, Right. And so it is so important, you know, to take care of, um, of yourself, you know, and to, and sometimes the other piece is we do things that, you know, maybe feel good in the moment, you know, watching television, you know, eating, you know, I don't know, comfort food, but it has a detrimental effect to our health. So being you know, being mindful of, you know, the things that you're putting in your body, not just what you eat, but what you listen to, what you watch all of those things affect your mental and emotional health. And then, you know, the social health, we are social beings, right? So it's important to have to take time to engage with friends and family. Um, And, uh, you know, sometimes being social is being vulnerable, you know, with a friend or, you know, the people that maybe even you trust at work. But all of those, you know, all of those aspects of health are important for you to be, to be, for you to be able to show up authentically. You know, we, we've stressed that enough because if you, if you're not, you know, healthy, then that is going to impact how you show up. You know, when you're stressed out, um, you know, you're not going to be the best version of yourself. You know, if you are, uh, physically, uh, uncomfortable you're not going to show up as the best version of yourself and so learning how you know to connect those things but then that goes back to being curious which is how it all starts you know being curious about what how you're showing up you know I oh I'm kind of upset today I'm emotional today what is that about you know what is why did I respond to this person that way I kind of raised my voice what was that about let me go apologize right, but then, you know, being curious about what it is, how you are responding to what you're experiencing, and I think that is, you know, that's a way to to maintain your health, Um, all aspects of your health, just being curious about what you're feeling, and unfortunately, Wendy, and you know this too, that we don't always connect, we don't always connect the dots, right, you know, we eat, we put things in our body all the time that just make us feel like crap, and we don't, and it's like, oh, I ate that sugar and now I'm bloated, right? We don't make that connection. You know, we go take a Tums. Oh, wait, I'm having a little heartburn, right? Well, maybe you shouldn't eat that that you just ate. <laughs> but we don't make the connection, right? We go take- Self-awareness. It. Yeah. Self-awareness, we mm-hmm, self-management. But
1: self-management. it's
2: having an impact. It's, yeah. Those things are having an impact on our bodies and Absolutely. how we show up. Absolutely. Yeah, we all have things to do. So we need to take care of the vessel.
1: Absolutely. We do what
2: we need to do.
1: Yes. So oh, Renita, this was so amazing. Can you let people know how to get in contact with you one more time before we okay. wrap?
2: renita at Leadership Unlocked uh, is uh, my email. My website is leadershipunlocked.com. I'm on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at both Leadership Unlocked and Renita D. Alexander. And uh, what else? Sunday nights, I'm going to set it up Sunday on all those channels. I'm live at 7.30 Central Standard Time for about 15 minutes. So come and say, hey, um, I think that's it. Did I, did I say everything? Did I yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And we'll definitely have to have you back. Thank you so much for being You're here. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I had such a good time. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and
1: leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com/35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.
0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, You should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.